welcome to the Once Again Podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. Today's episode is going to be a little different from our usual episodes. Instead of covering some form of media, we will be discussing an article from Collider.com. I came across the article on my Chrome homepage, and I sent it to Ashley, and we thought that it might make an interesting episode to discuss. Let us know what you think on our social media accounts, Once Again Pod, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at onceagainpod at gmail.com. The article's title is Disney Love Interests Ranked, Aladdin to Prince Charming, with a subtitle saying, From Princes Disguised as Beasts to Thieves Disguised as Princes, These 13 Disney Love Interests Will Capture Your Heart. It was written by Rachel Sandal and published on April 11th, 2022. I have here that Rachel Sandal is a contributor for Collider and a freelance writer and editor. She is also the poetry archivist for Fireweed Poetry of Oregon and has written four published short stories. So I'm going to link her uh, social medias in the description. So go give her a shout out and some love on those. And I guess I could give a brief summary of the article. It says the article states that Disney princesses, Disney princesses have rightfully gotten a lot of love and praise over the years for being good role models for young girls. Unfortunately, their love interests don't receive as much appreciation as they should. So, um, with love and romance being such a big part of the classic story formula that has contributed to Disney's success over the years, love interests come in many form, from the most charming of princes to the, low- to the lowest of thieves. Here are 13 Disney princes... Pr- here are 13 Disney princess love interests ranked from worst to best. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm taking the reins on this one, mostly, because right. Jason didn't really put together this. So I'm going to start out by saying I added three people to this list because I feel like this list did a weird, like, we're accounting for some people but not others. There's no, like, animals or mm-hmm. inanimate object kind of love here. So the people I added were Tarzan, Milo Thatch from Atlantis, and... Hercules. Yes. Which was Jason's suggestion. Yes. Because as I was just reading the description, I thought, oh, maybe the reason that her list is this way is because it's only princes, but her number 12 isn't a prince. So right away that throws her And a lot of them aren't even attached to princesses. Yeah. Like, you know, David from Lilo and Stitch is on the list. Yeah. Nani is not a princess. Like... I think just real quickly... I'll go. I'll just read the numbers that she has. Like who okay, she has but I do want to say before it, I did take one of hers off the list because her number thirteen is Mister Hans of the Southern Isles, and Hans is the villain, not the love interest. I don't know why he's on this list. To be yeah. honest, he has no business being on this list. Yeah, he's also not someone that someone watching the movie should look for in a love yeah, interest. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, but so yeah. you can read him off nope. as she so, has them. So she had number thirteen as Hans. Number 12 is Captain John Smith from Pocahontas. We can discuss that also as well, given the true story behind them. Number 11 is Prince Florian, also known as the Prince from Snow White. Number 10 is Prince Charming from Cinderella. Num- oh, my producer is calling out there. Number, num- uh, I don't know if he's going to get picked up on the mic, but when you might hear him in the background. Number 9 is Kristoff from Frozen and Frozen 2. Number eight is Prince Philip from Sleeping Beauty. Number seven is Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. Number six is David Kawani from Lilo and Stitch. 
Cowena. Cowena? Okay. David Cowena from Lilo and Stitch. Number five is General Li Shang from Mulan. Number four is Prince Naveen. Naveen from The Princess and the Frog. Number three was Prince Adam slash The Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Number two is Flynn Rider slash Eugene Fitzber- Fitzherberg from Tangled. Fitzherbert. Okay. I've never seen Tangled, so that I'll just go with that. And number one is Aladdin slash Prince Ali from Aladdin. I, I will say that yeah. I... This is why I'm in charge of this list, because Jason hasn't seen some of these, so right. I'm acting as in charge here. Yes. Uh, like I said, I put I put Hans at last on my list, but I also wrote no next to his name, because again, he's not a love interest. And we also have Kristoff on this list, who is the love interest, so I don't know why we put him on the list. I'm... It's a weird choice, we don't even need to talk about him, because like, yeah. again, he's the villain. Nothing against Rachel, but I think she might have... Uh... Just written down the ones that she found attractive or yeah. something. Um, and <laughs> or like that, and the most recent ones she could think of from recent movies. Yeah. So let's go into your list then. So for, my, again, I, I won't have 13 because I added stuff. So I'll have 14 because yes. I added three and took away one. Our producer is... Yeah, he's sneaking up on, on the chairs trying he's to... He's got thoughts here. Yeah. So for mine, I actually switched her next two. I went... Prince Florian, then John Smith, instead of John Smith and Prince Florian. Okay. And my reasoning is mostly, like, Prince Florian has literally does nothing, mm-hmm. says nothing, just kisses a sleeping woman, mm-hmm. and... That he, yeah, he doesn't know she's sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> he kisses like, a dead woman. <laughs> so, honestly, he's got nothing. And, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with the John Smith thing, but at least, like, John Smith does something. Yeah. And so, like, Prince Florian... Definitely last here from the perspective of, like, he's not giving us anything. Okay. And then you have John Smith. And then I have John Smith, which I also wrote John Roth next to because I didn't really feel like putting both of them on the list, but it, I think they would both be at the bottom anyway. Yeah. Well, he's... If John the... Roth is her historical real husband. Yeah. Which and is he's... why in Pocahontas 2 they kind of went and fixed the fact that, like, John Smith is not actually her husband in... The, historical terms i believe in real history john smith tried to sell her into slavery i don't remember that part but i know that they like talked and were like friendly and like they did she was like her main she was his main communication point with the tribe so like that much is like true but they made this into a love story when that wasn't it and like a lot of the this is why it's so low it's a lot of the historical stuff also he's voiced by mel gibson so he, he can go very low on the list <laughs> um yeah i'm but sorry like, it, like i said it wasn't really a good love story and yeah. we kind of you know took it away once we added john rolf in the second movie to like fix the fact that we were making it more historically accurate yeah okay so who's next on your list then I put Tarzan in my okay. adding of Tarzan. That was uh, a good choice. Yeah, I don't, I, like, I think he needs to be added because we do put uh, Jane in a lot of, like, the, the, the Disney princess stuff overall. Mm-hmm. I think Jane's a good female character. And Tarzan just doesn't make it li- high because the man, again, doesn't really do anything. Yeah. Well, she's and also, also can barely speak English most of the movie. And she's also the first woman that he's ever seen. Yeah. So, and she just happens to be beautiful. Yes. Yeah, so. and, and, you know, she's very capable on her own. Like, she yeah. does not need him. Yeah. But, you know, she, he does protect her. And 
he does try for her, so I'll give him that credit. Like, he tries yeah. to communicate. He learns how to talk to her. Mm. He teaches her how to, you know, live in the woods. Like, you know, I I think it's, I think he's a good man for that, but, uh, you know. Yeah, and there's, you know, Disney doesn't really like to dive into the sexual, but that's what their relationship is based off of. Yes, 100%. She's, she's the first pretty woman he sees, and he's built like an ape but a human yeah. <laughs> like so then that that's what their whole relationship is oh 100 percent. yeah a lot of gorilla noises going on late oh, at night yes. <laughs> in the tarzan hut um sorry go ahead your next uh your next person on prince your charming okay again it, we have these kind of men that don't do much i know in the like sequels and stuff we get more personality out of him and he has a great personality but like he doesn't, can't, like, recognize a woman that he saw at a ball. Yeah. And, like, hunts her down with a shoe. Like, well, I'm he, not impressed. He doesn't even do it. He sends the Grand yeah. Duke to do it. Yeah, I'm not so, impressed. Yeah, he can't be bothered to do that. Uh, I, I wrote in my notes about it that I would have ranked him number 12 on my list just because, like, he, I wrote that I don't remember the Cinderella sequels and Prince Charming doesn't actually go searching for her. The Grand Duke does. So he gets number 12 on my list. Like, he's... You know. Like, but see, I can agree with that, too. But, like, I think Prince Florian and John Smith don't do anything. Like, I think yeah. John Smith is just slow because of the historical stuff. But, like, Prince Florian arguably does the least out of every single Disney prince. So, like, yeah, he's down. He's got to be down. Right. Okay. Next on your list. Aladdin. Oh, whoa. Oh, I did it. <laughs> Came out swinging. Okay. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know what Aladdin was doing number one on this list. Okay. Uh, like, he literally cheats his way into meeting the girl. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that make him a good love interest? Yeah, lies, lies to Lies and cheats in his way. That, like, yeah, he does a really good job of, like, saving her. And it's probably one of the more, like, action-y princes. But he's also not originally prince. He's a poor beggar. And, again, there's a lot of lying and stuff. And he opens up her eyes so that she can see a whole new world. But, like... Yeah. I don't think that makes him... Better than a lot of these other people, and it's also she's locked away in her tower. Like, you, like you know, like she, like does, she doesn't a, get to he's leave the, the first, castle. Like man, he she's came across that's like interesting, and it doesn't treat her like a fragile flower. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, next on your list, Prince Adam or the Beast. Okay, all right, fair. I agree. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. He, as much as I like Beauty and the Beast, yeah, I think, like, yeah, he saves her when she's by the wolves but she he also locks her away to start out with is very aggressive towards her like it's a good love story but also there's a lot of problems with their relationship yes i wrote that exactly i put that they do fall in love but his motivations especially in the beginning put him much lower on my list yeah yeah so i forget what i wrote for aladdin let me take a look let's see oh i just wrote aladdin number one no he might make my top 10 but not my top five so feeling very similar to you on yeah that. yeah um so the beast then and then what's who comes after the beast or did you have more that you wanted to say oh no i don't think there's okay. much more to say okay uh which actually before we move on i'm sorry if you're going to include hans on the list then you gotta include gaston, gaston. yeah like it's like, like similar or, thing um i forget his name and forgive me for forgetting it but the guy that was interested in Pocahontas that she was not interested in at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like there's, there's... Oh, man, I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, there's lots of rival characters, but I, whatever. Let's, let, maybe she just wanted to have Frozen in there multiple times for clicks or something. Um, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Your next one after the beast. So these two again are two that I probably flip back and back and forth. It's Prince Eric and Prince Philip kind okay. of can go back and forth. I think yeah. depending on how you're looking at things, right? Because I think they both do similar things mm. and are also as equally as useless as one another as well. Because you have Prince Eric who. While he kills Ursula with a boat and, like, clearly is willing to do anything for Ariel, he also can't understand her because she can't speak, and he's very dumb about it, to be honest. And also, I don't know, he just gives off, like, dumb, lovable idiot vibes the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Like. Yeah. Well, um, he doesn't need her to, both of them, the, the very similar princesses that they don't spend a whole lot of time talking to, and. Yeah. That's that's exactly... Like, there's no romance. And yeah. at least, you know, at least The Little Mermaid has, like, sequels and stuff, so we do see the relationship kind of play out. But even in The Little Mermaid 2, Voyage Return to the Sea, like, that is also not really about Prince Eric. He's also not really in that movie as much as I remember, so, like... Well, I, I was just going to say that they have the ideal mates. Their their princesses are, are pretty and silent, like a good woman should be. Yes. And then you have <laughs> so. Prince... Philip, who also, you know, like, yeah, he kills Maleficent in this yeah. valiant thing. And, like, and again, he also kisses a woman who is asleep. Yeah. Well, Eric uh, kills uh, Ursula. So they're kind of the same. <laughs> they're very similar, yeah, yeah. which is why I think you can... Flip them. Okay. Flip and, them, and, depending and should, on, like... Yeah, they should be in the middle of the yeah, list. They're definitely yeah, they're definitely... Okay. So, hiccups. No, it's fine. Moving, moving right along to your next prince. Well, the next one you're not going to be able to say much about because okay. it's Prince Naveen. Yeah, I've never and, seen it. Spoiler so. alert: Jason has not seen the Princess and the Frog. Yeah. So this is an interesting one because I think Prince Naveen is a very vain and kind of dick of a prince, to be honest. As I was saying, yeah, Prince Naveen is very much a vain, more modern Disney prince because I think a lot of them modern love interests have this kind of personality versus what we've seen a lot of the princes before this. We're don't classic really... hero archetypes. Classic yeah. heroes don't talk. Yeah. That's not Naveen. But I think he also proves himself and that he does care for Tiana. Okay. And I I love him. But again, where did she... She put it, um, Prince Naveen pretty high, if I remember, which is why I was like, eh... Let's see. He's still got, yeah, he's three, three I think, on her list. Yeah. No, she has Prince Adam, oh. the Beast, number four. Yeah. Naveen is four. Yeah. Which, again, I don't think Beast belongs at three either. But no. Yeah. Naveen doesn't belong at four. Not that I don't think he makes a turnaround, but, like, he's not great. Okay. I can pause the recording if you need a minute or whatever to... Yeah, we can pause okay. for a second. Okay, we're back. We took a little pause. So, so I, I can get my uh, hiccups sorted <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, and our, our producer, he, you can just put my, your butt on my water bottle, <laughs> Pumpkin. For, for clarity, <laughs> that's our producer slash editor, Pumpkin, the cat who did that, not me. <laughs> I didn't say Pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just in Rude case. Rude of you, Pumpkin. Just in case that didn't get How am I supposed up. to drink from that bottle now? Your butt was on it. He's saying that's the point. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> but, uh,. We were we had just done Prince Naveen. Yes, and, and then next up is who do you think's next? You can kind of think about who's left. 
Um, well, considering some of them I don't know, um, I'll go with Milo because um, I've never I've never seen no, Atlantis. No, it's Kristoff. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know he's a nice guy. I hate those movies though. So um, he's a nice guy. I think he means well, and I think he's definitely tries to keep Anna safe and does his best. But I also think he's just kind of your like everyday guy, but not in like a good way of being the everyday guy. Like, yeah kind of like eh. well in my note i put for me he's the trope that george R. R. martin criticizes in fantasy writing the sassy stable boy who puts the princess in her place yeah. so yeah but yeah you know he's a good but enough I think character that, like i think that's kind of what disney's gone for for a lot of their most recent like love yeah. interest because naveen's kind of the same way the sassy's he is a prince and tiana's not the prince but like a princess but like hmm He's very sassy in that way. And then, then my next on the list is Flynn Rider, okay. who you also have not seen. No. And he is also kind of a sassy scoundrel. Is that the Tangled one? Yes. Okay. Flynn Rider is from Tangled. Okay. All I know from Tangled is um, she has long blonde hair, and then it's cut, and it's short brown. Yeah. And he, there's, there's a frog? A little, there's a little, like, chameleon. Chameleon. Okay. Yes. That's, uh, yes. I did see a TikTok. Flynn's the one that cuts it to protect her in the end. And I, mm. like I said, I think, I think he's very much kind of like Aladdin in the sense that, like, he's kind of a scoundrel and steals and stuff. But I also think he was also an orphan. So, like, similar stories. But I think the modernness of, like, Flynn mm. goes better with it. Mm. And I think he is very much willing to die and, like, willing to do stuff like i said he's the one that cuts her hair like you know she's gonna be upset by that but he's willing for her to lose her powers to save her yes and i don't think aladdin has that same kind of like oomph to it yeah which is again that's why i don't understand aladdin being number one no because i think there's plenty of other people that yeah we'll get to my number one i know it's different than yours but um yeah we'll get to my someone that wasn't on this list that's my number one so, uh, moving right along. The next one is Milo Thatch okay. from Atlantis. Again, I never, I never, another one I've never, never seen. seen. Yeah. And Milo is very much an everyday man. He's kind of a researcher. He's researching Atlantis, and he becomes spoiler alert becomes king of Atlantis because he marries the princess. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. You probably won't even remember this for, when we get for around a to a twenty-year-old movie. That I didn't... <laughs> when we get around to it, yeah. I've only had twenty. You're not years even gonna remember I said this it. when we get around yeah. to it. So. Oh, I won't remember. <laughs> so. <laughs> He, uh, you know, there is a sequel to it, too, Milo's Return, and, like, I think he grows very well okay. into his role and grows into being a great person. Like, he's a good person, the same way a lot of these people are, like, good people. Mm. But he grows into the hero and grows into being a good person and, like, being better and being king. And I think that instantly makes him better than a lot of these people because... Oh, he wasn't on her list, that's right. No, he wasn't. Yeah. So, and he, I think he... Like, he obviously loves Kida, and, like, like I said, I think he has more of a story arc compared to a lot of these people, mm. which inevitably, I think, is better mm. for the love story. Mm. Okay. Next on your list? Hercules. Wow. I know. What is he at? Number five on That's yours? three. We're only at three more. Oh, okay. He's number so three. So he's okay. number three. Okay. Well, he's number one on my list, but I, I have a personal affinity for that movie, so I'm I know biased. he's number one on your list, yeah. but I also think... You know, we talked about the fact that, like, 
historically speaking, like in mythology, he's not the greatest dude oh, no. either. So yeah, like, no, not, not, not. It's kind of, he has the same thing that John Smith does where it's like, ah, if we're going by source material a little bit here. Yeah. Ugh. And like, a lot of these people don't have the same kind of source material. Like, John Smith has source material. Hercules has source material. Yeah. And while I do think like, yeah, he puts in a big risk, he's willing to like go to hell, go to death. Yeah. Die for his woman. Yeah. Which I can not say for a lot of these people. No, and then he also gives up being a god yes. to stay with her. He gives up so, a lot comparatively yeah. to a lot of these people. Yeah, and Disney's Hercules is very different from mythology's Hercules. Well, first off... It is. He's, he's, his name is Hercules in the Greek pantheon for Disney, where it should be Heracles if they're going by the yeah. Greek pantheon. Hercules is his Roman name, but... That aside, yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, okay, so you have him as number three. That's that's fine. Top three, still. Yeah, good. top three. So you're number two then. General Lee Shang. Okay, I can see it. Mulan, uh, especially like if you've watched Mulan two, he does like die and is willing to take one for the team there. Well, I've he never died. seen Mulan two. You throwing all these spoilers. <laughs> I'm sorry. So we get for doing this. Jeez. Uh, Another twenty-year-old movie that I've never seen. He sacrifices himself Mm. and does die, but then he turns out he's okay. But like, again, he's definitely willing to do anything for Mulan, even after like she tricked him Mm. by pretending to be a man. Like, yeah, I think that shows a lot too. Like, he's willing to go against orders, discipline, basically everything in his life just to for the girl. See, I, I. I'm going to have to rewatch the movie because I got the impression that they just kind of end up together. Like, he was questioning, like, why he was attracted to this man in his... And yeah, then, and then but they... then I think, you know, he also kind of lets her go. Mm. And then... Instead of executing her or anything. And then when she turns up at the end to, like, save the Emperor and stuff, like, he, like he's not necessarily a part of that plan, mm. but, like, he goes with the flow. And then I think we have the second movie and, like... He's asking her to marry him, and, like, she's, he's super nervous about it, and, like, then they go, and they, they're they protecting the emperor's daughters on mm. a thing. And they're kind of fighting about love and stuff, because, yeah, it's complicated. But then he, they think he dies, and then she's willing to, okay, it is important to, so they are escorting the emperor's daughters to marry these princes. Mm. And they fall in love with all the other army men that were in the first movie. Oh, okay. So all three daughters fall in love with one of the other army men, okay. which is cute. Yeah. But obviously one of them has to get married to the prince mm. of, like, I forget where. But then Shane dies, so Mulan decides to take the place so that they can all happily get married. And of course, Lee Shane shows up last minute, like, no, I'm alive! Okay. You will marry me! And, like, everything turns out great, but, like... He's even willing to, like, basically, like, destroy a political alliance just to, like, marry the love of his life. Mm. Well, the one, the one thing that I wanted to uh, point out was in her list, here she has him at number five, she also used the word durotagonist. Yes. And I just wanted to say that it was a nice use of the word. Um, not she, many people use that word, no. Uh, no yeah, uh, no, not my, it was actually one of the first times I ever read it, but she must have done very well on her SATs. Yes. <laughs> Miss Miss Rachel. Um, but so, 
I, I don't know. I have him in my top five, but not, or my top ten, but not my top five. I don't know. I think I'd put him higher. Just be, like, well, high. Like, you've like... seen Mulan too, and I haven't. So. Yes. Um, and then so... I have my number one. Yes, I, I is can agree. David Kalena from yeah. Lilo and Stitch. And, like, tell me about an everyday man who, like, literally will do anything for Nani. He expects nothing from her. Yeah. And she's just like, I have no time. I gotta raise my little sister. And, like, always kind of putting off dating him but like he is devoted to her yeah cares will do anything takes lilo to things like will take care of lilo for her like gets her a cell phone yeah in, like, like the he, early 2000s yeah he spent, he's like, like 500 yeah he is that. like the perfect man yeah. yeah and the fact that he he's only number six on yeah. this list like he has to be higher no matter what i think like maybe i'm crazy for putting him at number one but i think he's like no, he's I, such a good Disney man. I have him as number two, but that's just because I have Hercules as number yeah, one. Yeah, he's such so. a good Disney man. Yeah, agreed. Um, he's a good Disney family man. Agreed. Looks after Lilo and everything, and helps out. Looks after Nani. Like yeah. he spends most of the movie being like, "You gotta chill, man. Like you gotta chill." Yeah, I forget if in the TV show they well because there's like there's the TV three show, there's so. three movie sequels yeah. on the TV show so it's hard to keep in my head exactly but I do believe they end up getting together yeah yeah at least dating if not you know anything further I'm pretty sure they're like together at the end of this movie but mm. you know yeah it's so he's definitely number one the only thing I have written for my final thoughts was where was Hercules uh, it was mentioned in the article that Aladdin was one of the few male leads in a Disney film so why not Hercules he's also a male lead and I put that he would be my number one because he was willing to risk his life to save Meg and also gives up being a god to spend his life with her yeah um, and again like Aladdin being number one was weird Hans being on the list was weird like yeah so this was a little weird here and there I guess the list and the other previous list that we covered did what they were supposed to do, get our attention and have us talking about them. So, well done to you writers. Um, anything else you'd like to say? or No. Okay. Maybe we should uh, rank the Disney princesses some Next, point. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure we could find... Well, point. Disney princesses are Disney leading ladies, because I okay. think there's a distinct difference. There's a big difference. But that's something we were talking about off-camera, about... Should we include non-humanoid characters? Because well, also Wally... like what makes a Disney like love interest? Because I brought up like Phoebus from uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame mm. as like a weird option because he's technically love interest. He has really no other business being in that movie, but yeah. like, does it matter? Because he's not really a love interest to them. Like Esmeralda's not really the main character it's no. quasimodo and like do we put quasimodo like it's quasimodo a weird love interest because it's like what's going on and then in the hunchback of notre dame too he does have a girl like he's with the girl then so like what, what is really like yeah how do we define that and like yeah it's interesting and uh, like i said further expanding upon the idea of non-human characters like you know you get into wally you get into we just watched 101 dalmatians pongo mm-hmm. and purdy and, all, and like, like yeah and you have uh I'm so Mally the Alley Cat, and yeah. we were talking yeah. to good old Pumpkin. The Tramp and everything. Yeah. We have, you know, there's there's a lot of characters if we went non-human that we could throw on the list. But anyway, this has been the Once Again Podcast. Any questions, comments, or critiques can be addressed to our email at onceagainpod at gmail.com. Follow us on our sh- social media accounts, Once Again Pod, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram. If you would like to contribute to the podcast, we have several tiers available on patreon.com slash onceagainpod. As always, a like, follow, or share would be greatly appreciated. 
Thank you and have a wonderful day. And remember, we will entertain you. We will always entertain you. Stiltskin always says that magic comes with a price. But for this price, you can get a nice piece of jewelry. Use code ONCEPOD for 10% off your first order at Unusual Magic Jewelry on Etsy. Click the link in the description.